Hi again, everybody. Welcome into localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and this is Technically Speaking, where we take a look at how technology impacts business and employment, or it could in the near future. Take drones, for example. Yes, we're talking about those unmanned aerial vehicles, or UAVs, that most notably Amazon has been promoting as a way to make deliveries right to our doorstep. Unfortunately, utilizing these drones are currently illegal. In only some rare instances can they be used, and they're not approved for full commercial use yet. So to discuss what benefits these UAVs could have on business, as well as the challenges that proponents are still facing, we have Ernest Iran with us. Ernest is the founder and president of Precision Hawk, an organization utilizing UAVs and cloud-based software to collect, process, and analyze aerial data. Ernest, how's it going today? It's going great. Well, I appreciate you coming on, obviously understanding a lot of the ins and outs, of course, with everything that we're talking about. I want to start with the differentiation or, or I guess, similarity between the terms drone and unmanned aerial vehicle. From what I've seen, most people would prefer that they're referred to as UAVs. Can you explain why that would be or, or why people would prefer that? I think the main reason is that people think of drone as having a, a negative or a, a militaristic kind of connotation. Sure. I mean, really what we're talking about, in our case in particular, very intelligent flying uh, robotic machines. Mm-hmm. We don't deal in, we don't work in the military space. We're, we're entirely civilian. We're not as concerned about that because, you know, we want people to, to have, a, have a word that they can, they can use. But I know a lot of people are sensitive to that. And an unmanned aerial vehicle is, is, tends to be a little bit more precise. Sure, sure. Now, as you mentioned, you're not in the military sphere at all. So explain to listeners a little bit of what Precision Hawk is all about. We really occupy a, a relatively new space in what is turning out to be a very transformative industry. Mm-hmm. We don't consider ourselves to be a drone company. First and foremost, we consider ourselves an information company. Hmm. And that goes far beyond just the aircraft. We provide the technology tools that support better decision-making. And, and that's really where our focus is. Okay, great. As I mentioned off the top, the legalities in the U.S. as far as utilizing commercial drones isn't probably where a lot of people would like it to be. Can you talk a little bit about what the issues are and why there's been so much trouble to get this kind of passed as far as being approved? The FA is taking a very cautious approach. There's a lot of stakeholders that are involved in these decision-making steps. And the FA is, is first and foremost concerned about making sure that these technologies can be integrated safely. There's a lot of moving parts here. And I think they just want to make sure they do it do it the right way. Sure. Do you see privacy as being potentially the biggest concern that individuals would have as well as the FAA? I think it's certainly on a lot of people's minds. It's something that's in the media a lot, and mm-hmm. it's something that people can understand readily. But you know, one thing that, that we feel as a company, we, it's very important for us and for the industry, is to make sure that we promote the positive use cases. Right. Because they definitely outnumber the negative cases. And, and you know, while people might use it in ways that are, that are irresponsible, we as a society have to look at that and determine, you know, is that something that's sh- a use that should be, should be undertaken? Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, the benefits to, you know, agriculture, infrastructure, forestry, the environment are, are huge. And, and they far outnumber, you know, those negative cases. And we want people to, to think of that. And we want to make sure that that's first and foremost in people's minds when they think about this technology. Well, let's touch on some of those positives because as you said there, you know, you mentioned a couple areas there. What would you point to as some of those major positives? And we can get into some details as well in terms of, you know, delivery and you said information where that might be applicable. What would you point to as some of those big positives that would come out of 
further advancing commercial use? Where we come from is is very much an agricultural background. Okay, uh, that's where we started. That's what we do best at. And imagine you're a farmer and you've got 500 acres of mature corn, and a bad hailstorm came through the night before. Now, going through with your insurance adjuster to try and evaluate the damage to the crop so they can write a, a claim check is incredibly difficult. If mm-hmm. you've ever walked into mature corn, once you go in, you can't see anything. But now what they can do is they can stand beside the field, throw up an airplane, have it intelligently survey the area and report back the exact amount of damage. So the insurance adjuster can very quickly schedule or write a check and then move on to help the other farmers. That's the kind of of benefit that, that we see a lot of. It's getting the information when you need it, where you need it to support decisions. That's you know a key example we like to use. Sure. Well, and obviously, as you said, you know that's the the, the sphere you're in as far as uh, how you would use them. But I know you understand a lot about how the drones work and how they could have additional benefits. Could you speak to a little bit about maybe the delivery side of things, if you see that as being a positive function um, and what basically what positive effects that could have if they're allowed? A delivery as in uh, what Amazon has, has been talking about, you mean? Yeah, something to that effect. I mean, obviously, it could go across uh, different. I've seen something... Uh, I think there was a taco joint that was talking about having a burrito bomber, I think it was called. So <laughs> deliver that to your door, which is something along those lines and, and the positive side to that. Yes. I think one of the, the most ambitious programs that I've, I, I've heard along those lines is being able to deliver medicine mm. and uh, equipment in very, very hard to reach areas. Okay. These systems can go places that it's very hard for even manned aircraft to get to because you need runways and things like that. So being able to deliver equipment, medicine, supplies when people need it is key. And, and certainly you can look at disaster situations as well. And sure. this is not really a delivery <laughs> perspective, but you've got a hurricane or a flood or something like that that has hit an area and you need to know where the disaster response teams need to go, where it's safe and how best to get there. Hmm. That is an application that this technology is very, very good at. No, you can get right to the point of the problem, throw something up, and very quickly get that bird's eye view to give you that whole picture and then come back down and then move on to the next site. It's very useful in in that way as well. So for yourself in looking at this technology and let's say in a year or maybe a little bit further down the road, it is sort of opened up more to this commercial side of use. Is there something you could compare the ability to do this to as far as technology and how much of an advancement that would be? I know you've been studying this for a while now, but how big would that be if it was sort of opened up to more avenues? The example that I love, because I think it's very fitting, is cell phones. Okay. I mean, if 15, 20 years ago, if you had said there's this technology that would be able to connect people, share information, share ideas, and just link all the parts of a chain together, and that everybody would be carrying this stuff around, I think it would have been a bit of a stretch. I think the same kind of thing, because uh, obviously now cell phones are everywhere. Sure. I think the same thing is going to happen with, uh, with drone technology. I think that farmers and other businesses and industries as a whole in 10 years are going to look back and say, how did I ever get by without this? Because this is going to become a key piece in the information gathering pipeline. Decisions are made based on information mm-hmm. and having the right information at the right time is what allows you to make the right decisions. And this kind of technology is, is perfect for exactly that. That's what it really boils down to. 
Another side of this that people will bring up and a little bit is always of the paranoia of machines taking over for people is that you're going to lose jobs that, you know, people that would be delivering things or you only need one or two people to handle these machines. What would your response be to that as far as concerns of losing jobs to machines? I don't think that that will happen. I'll give you an example. People talk about manned aviation, you know, as, as being directly under threat from, right. from UAVs. The thing that people need to, I think, really bear in mind is that these are different technologies. UAVs have a very, a very specific niche where they are very, very good at. Sure. You know, very low altitude, on-demand, very precise surveying. That's different than what aircraft are really good at, which is covering large amounts of area very, very quickly. And so this technology, I think, is, is not going to displace jobs as much as, as people might be concerned about. I think what it's really going to do is augment the industries as they already are. Because right now, again, as I said, you know, we go back to that insurance example with the farmers. The way they do it now is the farmer and the agent stand there and negotiate <laughs> based on how bad the storm was sure. and past experience. So it's those same people are going to be involved. It's just now they're going to have the information to make very precise decisions as opposed to saying, well, it was a pretty good storm. I think you're going you're gonna to need a check like this. That, I think, is, is where the real benefit is. It's not going to be replacing people. Sure. That's a great point you bring up as far as having the accuracy of the information. You mentioned that farming example, and there might be other examples with I've seen to do with other agricultural areas or wildlife, being able to get the actual data because I think most people feel like, hey, shouldn't we at this point in time be able to have this information and be correct with it? That's right. Information is only useful when it's in the right person's hands at the right time. Now, I'm sure it's impossible to predict, but uh, as someone who is an expert in it, do you see any potential rules and restrictions that could be in play, even if it is opened up to more commercial use? Oh, sure. I think a lot of it that is going to be coming through, there's, there's going to be a, a fair bit of what people would consider common sense. Mm. You won't be able to fly these things at the end of a major runway, for instance. Right. I think that just sort of would make complete sense for most people. I think where you're going to see very early and very open adoption is in you know, rural areas and things like agriculture, things like environmental monitoring, coastal monitoring, and disaster responses, where the needs and the benefits of technology are very, very strong and the risk is low. Sure. I think we are going to see recommendations and restrictions. So it's not just going to be, you know, take a plane and, and fly it as far away as you want to. I think there's going to be different levels of, of guidelines. You don't fly it any farther than you can see it, for instance. Hmm. I think that's going to be where a lot of the stuff is going. That's where a lot of the jurisdictions around the world are going. And I think okay. I think that would make a lot of sense. Now, I did want to ask as well, there's a push with a lot of big investors that are looking to potentially fund these UAV companies. And I believe your organization has been involved as well. Where do you think they see the value and how does that end up being a big part of this whole puzzle? I, I think certainly in our case, uh, investors see the value in that entire information pipeline. Because at the end of the day, the drone doesn't matter. What matters is the information that you collect from it and being able to support decisions. And, and the way technology is moving now towards you know, large amounts of data, being able to analyze that data and make you know, real useful inferences from that is very strong. And I think in, in our case, you know, groups like uh, Intel and, and Intel Capital and, and Millennium they see that. And I think that's why they took the, the long, close look at us before investing. 
Do you see that as those types of investments or interest at least helping push along the advancement of commercial use? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the stronger the backing, the more serious the players, it can only serve the industry well to have more and stronger players say, yes, we think this is important. Yes, we want to see this move forward. It just speaks to the value to society of this whole technology. And that definitely helps. Ernest, I have to say, it is fascinating stuff, and I appreciate the information you've been able to give us from your perspective and as well as the expertise you have on it. As we look to close out the show, I wanted to give you the floor to just give the listeners a final takeaway, something you'd want to mention that you see as important to keep in mind as we move forward and potentially here in the near future see more drones and UAVs in the air. Thanks. I think the real value here is, again, looking at you know the value is more than just the aircraft. The aircraft is the start of the information pipeline. And really what we're talking about is getting that, that data to the right people as, fa- as fast as possible. It's like getting a cough and going to see a doctor while it's still a cough before you get full-blown pneumonia. And that's, I think that's where the, the real benefits are. And I think it's, it's definitely just going to keep growing. That is Ernest Iran. He's the founder and president of Precision Hawk. We've been talking today about the use of commercial drones, or as a lot of people also refer to them, unmanned aerial vehicles, UAVs. He's given us some insight into what that could look like. And of course, a lot of the benefits that will come about. Ernest, thanks again for coming on. We do appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And of course, if you want to get in touch with us, if you have any future topics in mind, send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also connect with us on Twitter. Find us at the LJN. For everyone here at LGN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.